health, wellness, and happiness. Welcome to Wellness Radio, where we talk about all of the above served to you weekly. I'm Sarah Carpenter, health consultant, personal trainer, and mindset coach, here to assist you in cutting through all of the chaos and conflicting advice so that you can live your best life and thrive. Hey, 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 and welcome back to another episode on Wellness Radio. So today is all about your resting heart rate or your RHR. And your resting heart rate is exactly how it sounds. It's the average time your heart beats per minute when it's resting. Now, our heart rate fluctuates throughout the day depending on stress, hormone levels and activity. And that's okay. It's supposed to. And with the increase in wearable tech, monitoring your heart rate throughout the day is becoming increasingly common, which is great. That's a really awesome place to start. We all know that our heart rate increases when we're stressed. Now, whether it's good stress, eustress, like a workout, or bad stress, like when you're under the pump at work and people keep adding to your workload and creating tasks that you don't have time for. Both of those kinds will elevate your BPM, your beats per minute. So what about your resting heart rate? Why is that important? And why should you track it? Well, your resting heart rate is a pretty awesome indicator of how well your body is recovering from the stresses it's been subjected to throughout the day. And for most adults, a resting heart rate of somewhere between 60 and 100 beats per minute is quite normal. And that number can be considerably lower, somewhere close to around 40 beats per minute for athletes and people who regularly work out. Now, my caveat for monitoring your heart rate and your resting heart rate is don't compare yourself to others. Only compare to your own data for a true indication of how you're tracking. Comparing my resting heart rate to my husband's resting heart rate isn't going to give me any idea of who's healthier because we're both different. We're individual. So a measure of improving health is that your resting heart rate lowers over time. And this is because when your heart is strong and healthy and it's pumping blood around your body efficiently, it doesn't need to work as hard and beat as fast. Now remember, not all stress is bad. Putting stress on your heart with exercise is actually really, really good for you. And like any other muscle, your heart gets stronger if you train it effectively. Now, you probably know aerobic exercise is good for your heart, but resistance training, like lifting weights or body weight training, also has lots of great benefits in strengthening your heart too. So ideally, I would recommend a combination of aerobic training, which is walking, running, cycling, anaerobic training, which is sprinting or Tabata style or HIIT training, and some resistance training too. So free weights, machine weights, or body weights. Try and get all of that or a combination of that in across your week for a well-rounded fitness program. 
Now, other ways to improve your resting heart rate are to maintain a healthy, balanced diet that suits your biology instead of some fatty nonsense that you read in a magazine or works really well for your mate, perhaps, um, but has you cutting nutrients that your body needs. Also, focusing on the quantity and quality of your sleep allows your body time to rest and recover and heal itself. And this is so, so, so important. And it can also be aided by allowing yourself time for relaxation and meditation too. Now, when used productively, stress in small doses can also be a good thing. Stress in and of itself isn't inherently bad. It's the inability of your body to recover from stress that creates the problem. So if you have a little bit of nerves before giving a speech or taking a test, that's okay. That's your body's way of telling you that you need to get ready to take action. It's part of your body's natural fight or flight system and it's a really useful tool in preparing your body when you need to push outside of your comfort zone. If you allow yourself to recover afterwards, you shouldn't sustain any adverse effects at all. In fact, quite the opposite. You should have that cool, happy buzz from stepping outside of your comfort zone and pushing yourself. The thing is, when you don't prioritise your recovery and you live with high levels of stress for prolonged periods of time, well, that's when you begin to wreak havoc on your mind and your body. And studies have shown that after experiencing stress, the participants' resting heart rate increased an average of 60% of the time. And actually, this number increases with age too. So that means it's becoming increasingly important that we really start to look after our health as we get older and learn to manage our stress effectively. Making our resting heart rate something that we focus on is a really good way to easily do this. I'm sure it won't come as any surprise to you that maintaining a healthy weight is better for maintaining a lower resting heart rate as your heart doesn't have to work so hard. Higher body mass index, your BMI, has been linked to higher resting heart rate. And ladies, typically our resting heart rate is higher than the men, which is another reason you should only compare your data against yourself and not your partners. Other factors that can elevate your resting heart rate are cigarettes, alcohol, lack of sleep, and excess caffeine intake and some medications too. And I would be totally remiss if I didn't tell you that a higher resting heart rate has also been linked to a higher risk of mortality. But in summary, your nightly resting heart rate gives you an awesome snapshot of how well you're allowing your body to recover. If it's higher than your average, that's a pretty solid indication that you need to take it easy and get some quality rest and relaxation. I mean, your body is so awesome, right? It tells you exactly what it needs if you know what you're looking for. An elevated resting heart rate is signaling you that you need to slow down. So it's worth paying attention to. 
Now the best way to monitor this data is wearable tech. And although I have an Apple Watch, the necessity to charge it overnight meant that I was missing this valuable information. So my personal favorite for tracking is Aura Ring, which only needs charging for 20 minutes every five or six days. There are other things on the market too, but because it's so, so small and quite discreet, Aura is my absolute favorite. But whatever you choose, use something. Prioritize and track your recovery and you'll begin to re-energize and thrive. So until next time, see you later. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Do you want to feel alive and thrive? Follow or visit us at Wellness Revolution NZ on Instagram or on our website, wellnessrevolution.co.nz for more of our awesome content. And thanks for being part of the Wellness Revolution. Catch you at the next one.